This is Kyle Cord, and you're listening to Austin, Felix, and Matt on the Debbie Debate. Welcome to the Debbie Debate. All right, boys, are we ready to debate? Austin, you tweeted something, girl. You tweeted your running back rankings. Explain yourself. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand. <laughs> you jumped up and. That's Austin Mace. Who is going to be that guy? And for me, B. John Robinson is still going to be that guy. Back to the ground with Robinson, who spins him and tries to bounce it. A skip arm, another one as he rides it, keeps his balance. They're going to say he stepped out, but I'm... I'm Felix Sharp. I know you didn't think that we would get through this episode without mentioning the name one Zach F. Wilson. Screener draw. Oh, Wilson is going to uncork for the end zone. And he drops it in beautifully. And it is his roommate, Dax Milne, on the touchdown. That's Matt Brody. G. Scott Jr. Obviously, I whacked poetic back him on the last episode, so I won't do that again here. And this time it's Fields on the carry. Watch out! Justin Fields! Hello, Columbus! 51 yards! Brunin, are you ready to go head-to-head with me? I am. Gotta get my popcorn out here. Hold on. Gotta continue. I got got Kyle McCord is going to end up winning the job. He's going to be rated higher. Um, well, I'm not nearly as passionate about what I'm about to talk about. Uh, our apologies to Kirk Street and Atlanta. Time will get him rescheduled soon. And for Matt Bruning and Austin A, I'm Felix Sharp. Good night and good luck. Matthew, we've seen more growth here on the YouTube page than we've seen really since our time starting uh, this company and this website. And for that reason, I think a slight reset is in order. People may have watched these shorter videos where we update folks on the transfer portal, but we need to tell them why that matters. We play in Campus to Canton Fantasy formats, which incorporates college and NFL players. You have a full college team and a full NFL team. And when your college players declare for the NFL draft, they're added to your NFL roster. That's the format. As far as the website goes, we started this what? In March of 2020, 2021. 2021, there are seven founders, all have different strengths and weaknesses. And we provide everything that you need to be competitive in these leagues, to play in these leagues. We understand that if you're a UCLA fan or a Syracuse fan or a Florida State fan, you probably don't know who Curtis Rourke is and how valuable he should be at Ohio. He's actually in the transfer portal now. Or, you know, how valuable Malik Murphy is, the backup to Quinn Ewers, or at least he was until he entered the transfer portal. I keep giving bad examples here. You know what I mean. We provide rankings, tools, content, et cetera, for people to play in these leagues. And we think that this is a real growth opportunity because people love college football, but there has never been a place like us, a platform like us that will give you all of the information that you need. Quite frankly, I think that we are well-suited to guide a new era of fantasy football players in this college fantasy space. We follow these players from the time that they were in high school until, like, this last class was the first class. This 2023 class was the first class that we really watched the entire way through. We've had arguments about Bijan Robinson versus Jameer Gibbs since they were freshmen. We're going to talk about Trip Tranium today. We have been following him since he was splitting time with Rashad White at Arizona State in the backfield that included. Uh, Jaden Daniels wasn't there at the time. But yeah, I was, he was I, just a freshman when they were both there. I'm almost positive. I, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, and then Brandon, Brandon Ayuk was there also. Yeah. I just think that, you know, we are probably best positioned to have conversations about these players because of how long we've been following them and because their value spikes, their transferring, their game-to-game performance, it matters more to us then it matters really to anybody because we're paying money for these leagues and we want to win. We're competitive. I think that that's a brief overview. 
So when you like this video and you subscribe to the channel, you are putting your vote in to expand this format. Eventually, this is going to be commonplace. Channels like ours are going to be commonplace, but they aren't now. So go ahead and like the video, subscribe to the channel. Speaking of which, I'm talking about identifying players. I mean, I can go, again, folks are new to us. Folks like Raheem Sanders, when he was a wide receiver coming out of high school, making the switch to uh, running back, we said, mm, this guy looks a little bit like David Johnson. We identified him. Someone like Marvin Harrison Jr. Matthew, you and I, coming out of Phil him coming out of Philadelphia, we had him in the top 20 of our rankings as a true freshman. We're mocked and ridiculed for it, but we did. We've had arguments about Zach Wilson and Justin Fields. That's how this show was founded. We also speak to players. We've spoken to it's funny. <laughs> we had Kyle do that uh that uh <laughs> plug there at the beginning of this show like three times. Yeah. And I feel like you can't even hear him say his own name. But Kyle McCord, Justice Haynes, Aiden Childs, Damian Martinez, Devontae Walker. We've spoken to all of them right here on this platform. So again, like the video, subscribe, support what it is that we're doing. We're not supported by NBC or CBS or, you know, any big uh, three-letter network behind us. It's just you guys and us. Um, what We do love it. We do love it. If nobody was watching... And, you know, we spent the first six to eight months or so where nobody was watching. We would still be doing this. Austin Nace, who's a co-host on this show, he probably has 150 profiles written of the incoming freshman class that no one will ever see. We love, the, we love what it is that we're doing. And if you want to support us, you can do it in free ways, in free ways by just liking the video and subscribing to the channel, or you can go to campus2camp.com and get started for $2.99 a month and start playing, the, in my opinion, the best game that there is, and you have a different perspective on Saturday when you are playing in Campus to Canton Fantasy Football, for, especially bowl season. Especially bowl season because a lot of these guys in these G5 teams, they matter to our, our teams, our fantasy teams, because those guys score a lot of points. Clay Helton's Georgia Southern team, Davis Brin, you know, you might have to start him uh, a time or two there at, at uh, Georgia Southern. There's actually a running back on that team, Terrence Gibbs, who was like, what, the number 10 back in this class? If it wasn't for a catastrophic knee injury his junior year, he might have been the best back in that class. So I, I think what I'm trying to say is, is that um, we are really dialed in here. Support what it is that we're doing. Um, I want to say Matthew you have anything to add no I mean the only thing I would add is uh yeah everybody has their strength and weaknesses some more than others but yeah I mean it's it's a uh, you know we won't, are you we already won't throwing anybody out. under the bus no are no, you already throwing somebody under the bus not at all some some you know you know some of us are stronger than others I'll just put it that way continue what, what's next um I'm trying to think of here what's next okay let's go to this NCAA decision out of out of West Virginia. I don't know it is as impactful as it may have seemed, at least initially on the surface. So basically, there's been a lawsuit filed in West Virginia related to the NCAA's transfer rule. Uh, a motion for a temporary restraining order was filed and it was granted. A temporary restraining order is basically like, hey, judge, before we get anything done in this case, you need to uh, issue an order because somebody's going to be harmed here if you don't act. So before we do anything, you need to provide some relief, and that relief was granted here. What it means is that for the next 14 days and until a preliminary injunction hearing, I think on the 27th or 28th, um, anyone who has been not eligible to play as a result of that one-year transfer rule, so they've transferred a second time, they will be able to play. So this most likely affects just – like NCAA basketball, it has very little effect on NCAA football, at least right now. If we get to the preliminary injunction stage and it's granted there, that may have an effect carrying into the spring. So, but I will say this, I think that it's like a domino towards less regulation. And I know people already think, well, there's no regulation in college football, which is kind of true. But, it, but but that transfer portal rule being um, rescinded or revoked or struck down, however you want to call it, 
it's hard to say that and Bud Elliott put this this way. I thought that was an excellent way to put it. It's hard to say that the NCAA, the football players, the athletes are not employees, yet you essentially have effectuated a non-compete on them by saying they can only transfer once. Um, so anyway, for the next 14 days, you may see some basketball players. Think of Devontae Walker. Had this ruling been issued earlier in the season, Devontae Walker would have been eligible to play uh, earlier. So those uh, basketball players who are facing the same situation, the, um, uh, they'll be able to play. That's that's basically what we've got there. Um, quick housekeeping here, and I feel like I did some of that already. Home field, apparel, check them out. Use uh, code campus to Canton. We'll get you 15% off. I think it's 15% off campus to Canton, just like the website. And by the while, you, uh, that's one way to support us. And go ahead and hit that subscribe button. We're on our road to 3,000 subscribers. We're trying to get there before the end of the year. We got what? Like 19 days left. Let's see if we can do it. We're kind of, we're making some good progress here. It slowed down in the last few days. But uh, I think that we can make it. Let's get to 3,000 subscribers before the end of the year. All right, Matthew, transfer portal. I think we can really divide this conversation into okay. commitments and confirmations and then like speculation and rumors. All right. All right. Here are the commitments we have so far that matter really for us. Uh, MJ Morris today to Maryland. Raheem Sanders this t- today or yesterday to South today. Carolina. Taylor this morning. Today. Okay. Time goes by so fast. Uh, Taylor Green to Arkansas, Brock Vandergrift to Kentucky. I want to include this one. Shimon Matier, the tight end out of Cincinnati to Colorado. Bo Collins, the wide receiver from Clemson to Notre Dame. Marcus Carroll, speaking of players mattering, Marcus Carroll was an RB1 or RB2 this year. Uh, He goes from Tulane to Missouri. Dylan Gabriel from from Oklahoma to Oregon. And I didn't realize Jalen Conyers had entered the transfer port. Jalen Conyers to Texas Tech, the tight end uh, out of Arizona State. Whose stock do you think has been elevated the most by transferring? I mean, if I'm being honest, this is a pretty crappy list, so I'll just go with Dylan. I, I don't really love any of these. Like, I would have liked Taylor Green to go somewhere other than Arkansas. I don't know that he's going to thrive there. MJ Morris at Maryland, sure, is going to be fun to watch, and he's probably going to be a decent fantasy quarterback. I don't think it's boosting his stock any. I don't think Maryland's going to be that good, particularly. I hate Raheem Sanders to, to South Carolina. In fact, it was funny because the other two co-hosts on this show both tweeted about it within minutes of each other. Chris Moxley, the, uh, um, what is it, uh, Michael from um, The Office Dancing, he posted that gift when that happened, and Austin posted, I hate this landing spot, and so I just kind of put that right in there in the comment. Like, it's not. Their, their offensive line is worse than what he dealt with last And Chris week. admitted oh. that, like, in the yeah, in in a, our chat, in our yeah, yeah, channel. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. South Carolina's offensive line, terrible. You know, he's got he's to you know, put on a brave face for the world inside our safe walls at Camps to Canton. He can be honest with us. So, yeah, I don't, I don't love that either. I mean, I have to kind of stick with I don't love Bo Collins and Notre Dame because I'm getting flamed in our YouTube channels. I didn't mention that big signing for Notre Dame. It's a big one for that offense. Bo Collins going there. Uh, Marcus Carroll to, to Missouri is interesting. I will take that back. I think that could be interesting. I mean, Jalen Conyers of Texas Tech, sure, if he's going to be like one of the leading receivers for that offense, but I don't know that he's going to be, so I don't know that it's going to be that. Chip Tranum, who you, I think you just put in there, is probably the best one to Kentucky. Because of what Kentucky has shown to be able to do with running backs over the past couple years, so that would be the best one. Second best to me would be Dylan Gabriel to Oregon. I don't, I don't know that it raises his stock a ton, but I think the pairing of Willie Stein with what he's been able to do in that offense, Gabriel should succeed behind what's going to continue to be a very good offensive line. He's going to have weapons all around him next year, so I think that that is probably the second best behind Chip Trade. But I mean, who, uh, are you going to go with uh, your number one overall C two C pick a couple of years ago, Brock Vandergrift to Kentucky? I actually don't hate Brock Vandergrift to Kentucky. I mean, we really think that somebody's going to be able to get the most out of those two wide receivers there, those d- dynamic pass catchers. But this is very easily Chip Tranium, and it's and it, there's not a close second because of his skill set. Because okay, first of all, let's back up here. Coming out of Arizona State. Um, I don't remember if he like tried a, a, a couple of different positions and then landed on running back or if he went straight to running back. He went, he I'm, was an at, 
I'm most positive he went straight to running back. We, if we had Chip Train was like original highest praise or whatever, I was gonna say his lover, but that would have sounded really bad. Austin, who was the like the original guy on Chip Train, and I'm pretty sure he came straight out of being an athlete to running back at yeah. Arizona State. I mean, we may we may even have time to pull up his uh, athletic measurable uh, comp on the website here and show folks, you know, what it is that you can find on the website, because I think his athleticism is one of the reasons why we liked him so much. And we like that Arizona state backfield overall, Rashad white transferring in from Juco and trip training him there as a freshman, excellent pairing there as a freshman. And then he decided, Oh, I'm going to go play linebacker now, which didn't make a whole lot of sense. And then he transfers to uh, Ohio state and then Ohio state has some issues in the backfield. They need, or yeah, some issues in the backfield. They need him back there. His fit for Kentucky, for his play style, for his body type, I think that this is comparable to uh, Kenneth Walker transferring to Michigan State because we know that he's going to get the volume. We know that he has the athleticism. If a quarterback can keep this, this, this a secondary honest, and they should be able to with Dane Key and Brock Vandergrift, or Dane Key, what's so funny, Matthew? He's in here distracting me. What's so funny? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you. I want to while I'm is it terrible? This up, no, it's hilarious. You're going to laugh too. This is gonna be a classic moment for everybody who's watching. So, and God love big wide receiver guy Matt. Chip Trainum, reason he goes to Ohio State is they were actually on him early on recruiting him to be a linebacker. He is from that area. So I think Chip, I pulled up the prospect database. I think that his best comp. I'm gonna pull it up. I'm putting Wait, before full show people. Don't tell them. Show them. I am. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna put. You're not gonna see it at first, but I'm gonna tell you. It's this middle one right down here at the bottom. One Felix Sharp from Grand Valley. That's that is his best athletic comparison. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's what I was laughing at. Uh, all right. So let's provide some context here. So, um, yes, Matt. Uh, big wide receiver guys at the website. He is the one who creates the data, the database that go into our athletic projections. Uh, he included uh, me in there based on my speed on the on the on the uh, woodway, my bench press, and something else. But anyway, you see Chip training. He's got some some good comps there, good size. You totally distracted me. I'm sorry. I was sitting here trying to compare him to Kenneth Walker. That was pretty and and. yeah, you're that's that's actually is pretty funny. But yeah, I mean, I if you are a Kentucky fan, I think that you have to be excited about this because we know that Mark Stoops wants to run the ball. And I don't know, I mean, I'm thinking Benny Snell, Ray Davis last year, Chip Trainium to me is might be the best running back prospect. Now, if Ray Davis had been healthy, maybe it was Ray Davis, but Ray Davis hadn't been healthy. Chip Trainium might be the best running back prospect of all of those all three of those guys and all all of those guys had really really productive seasons uh with kentucky so this to me this is uh, to provide some more context because chip tranium switched positions yeah he was dropped in a lot of places because he went to linebacker do you think he should be a first round freshman supplemental draft pick here come this off thousand percent i mean look at what like i was gonna look i've been um I was a big fan of Ray Davis before we even started this show. I had him on my other podcast, and I interviewed him uh, his freshman year going into Temple. I thought he was a great running back. Chip's better. Chip's overall game is better. I would say Ray's a little bit a better receiver than Chip is. But, like, outside of that, I think Chip's going to be better. Ray Davis was, I'm almost positive, a top 24 running back last year. He was incredible. Kentucky has just done a really good job with those guys. There's another player that, for the life of me, I cannot remember who – also got drafted recently. I cannot remember. I want to say it was after Benny Snell, who also got drafted fairly high. He, Chris Rodriguez, he, I, he yeah. was a day three draft he's pick. Better I mean, than Rodriguez, exactly. Yeah. Like he's probably the best out of everybody we've named going in there. We know that they will likely feed him like they do all their running backs. See, I, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't, especially with our concerns about what this, this freshman class looks like. It's, it's wide receivers. I mean, I was just on with the recruiting uh, recruiting team yesterday. We recorded the the mock draft that drops on Friday, I think, on the YouTube channel. Check it out. Like quarterbacks, iffy. I, I think this is going to be. I think he is a lock first yeah. round pick in in supplemental drafts. Yeah. So every off season, 
uh, in your draft. There's a draft where you can take the freshman, the incoming freshman class. So, you know, uh, Jeremiah Smith. Uh, what's the guy going to Texas Tech? Makai, what's his name? Micah. Well, I call him Micah. Micah Hudson. Micah I don't know. My, I say it's Micah Hudson. Uh, Dylan Royola. You can take those guys and any, you know, upperclassmen or underclassmen who were not rostered last year. Be, I would bet Trip Tranium's roster percentage is probably like less than 5%. Uh, in leagues because he was playing linebacker. And even even when he was at running back at Ohio State, he was still technically behind Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson. So there we go. All right. Um, really quick, I down? wanted to, oh, to answer this question because I've actually never seen I Am Love in the chat. So thank you for, for stopping by. And he has the thoughts on why Henderson for Ohio State will come back for his senior season. I don't know for sure that he will. I think there is a lot of talks that he will be coming back. I think a lot of that is he's just not been able to put together a full season. I think he probably believes he can improve his stock like Najee and, and Travis Etienne did. I don't know that he can bump himself to a first-round draft pick like both of those guys do or did, but if he is able to come back and put together a full season at Ohio State with nobody else there now, Mayan's gone, Chip's gone, Evan Pryor's gone. They've all transferred out, and they're bringing in two freshmen, neither of which I think are overly talented uh, in Peoples and Lyles. I, I think that Trent Henderson, if he stays healthy, has a chance to dominate that backfield, so he probably increases his draft stock. Yeah, shout-out to the chat. Chat's very active. I see Cooper in the chat from the 40 chess guys. Uh, shout-out to him. Um, all right, who do you think stock – of these guys, of the guys that we have commitments of, who do you think stock may have plummeted uh, the most? I mean, I just mean, go if- ahead and – it's, it's got to be. It's got to be Sanders. I mean, it's I just be don't. Raheem Sanders. Like, why? I just don't get that at all. Like, I had, I, I know. Uh, uh, props to Austin, who you know, again, wherever he is now, still in the Maldives. Who, who knows at this point? He has time to be no, in the no chat. Props to he can't Austin. jump on the show. None. He. He talked about this a while ago. I think on Campus Life and on here on Debbie Debate that like he should jump in the transfer portal. And I'm talking about this is like like back in like week six of the season. And we had talked about like USC would be a great spot for him if Marshawn yeah. Lloyd left. Well, guess who left? Marshawn Lloyd. And yet he's I just I don't I that. said that. I oh, said that, that USC okay. would be a great landing spot for him. Because I compared him to Ramondre Stevenson and Lincoln Riley with my Ramondre Stevenson. I'm the one who said that. I feel like there's and this is no shot because, like, I know Chris Moxley loves South Carolina, and he, like you said, he admitted it in our chat. There's got to be at least twenty other schools that were at least somewhat interested in Sanders. That would have been a better fit. Like, I just, I don't get. Maybe just wanted to stay in the SEC. I don't know if he's from that area. I honestly don't know where he's from. I just don't get that. And and if he doesn't go out there and dominate, I think he's going to hurt his stock even more than it was already this year. I wonder what you could trade him for. Like, could you? Would you trade? Uh, Raheem Sanders for Aaron Jones. Oh uh, yeah, I'd probably. Well, man, I don't know. Man. I would. Jones has been beat I up, and I, know. I mean, I'd probably I do it would. if I'm competing on the NFL side. I still but. would. The funny thing is, is if South Carolina no, did not did not have offensive line issues, you're talking about Lenore Sellers and and yeah. and Raheem Sanders there in the backfield, and I'm just and Nico I know Harbor that on Juice, the outside too, like that's and, Nick, a, and, and Juice Wells who could have yeah. been there who's in the transfer portal right now. I mean, this offense had the potential to have like some dudes and some athletic yeah. freaks there, but you know that offense. I mean, I, so I wish that I, I wanted to look up some stats on the offensive line. Um, because there were those comments in our Slack from Nate Marquise and from uh, Chris, but I was I wasn't able to um, do it before the show. So maybe that's something we'll carry over to the next show where we can actually provide some you know objective statistics to support that the offensive line should be a problem for uh, for South Carolina this coming year. Um, okay, I don't know. Do we want to? What about rumors and speculation? We mentioned MJ Moore. Do we talk about MJ Morris? He's headed to, no. to Maryland. We I like MJ Morris. I don't like Kevin Sumlin and uh and and Josh Gaddis as offensive court. Are those I, I think that they're still the offensive coordinators at Maryland. Um, but MJ Morris, who was backing up this is the thing about so MJ Morris, who's really very much a dual threat quarterback, was at NC State. I thought Robert and I is the offensive coordinator there, and we really like Robert and I from his time at Virginia with um, Brennan Armstrong to his time at Syracuse with Garrett Schrader and making Garrett Schrader a QB one didn't then his time at NC State I thought that was the perfect offense for him especially you got Kevin Concepcion there now they have a real you know weapon weapon and uh, there's a there's a 
guy that they use at you know slash wide receiver tight end designation a freshman i can't remember his name it's not Penix, but it's the guy who's backing up uh trent Penix. but anyway anyway we go mj morris is at maryland i i don't know do you have any particularly strong feeling we like the player i don't know that i necessarily like the landing spot yeah, I, I don't like the landing spot at all. I, I don't think that offense is going to be very good. I mean, maybe his rushing production will help him be a fantasy guy. I, I don't know what wide receivers they really have there. I, I think, again, I like I like the player. I do, but I don't think he's going to be good there at all. Just to give you an idea, South Carolina last year ranked 92nd. 92nd out of 133 teams in run blocking. That's about 40 spots lower than Arkansas. So, no, I'm sorry. It's actually two spots better than Arkansas. So, maybe it is an upgrade, Chris Moxley. You were wrong. It was technically ranked two spots better. I I don't want to hit all. Of, I mean, I do kind of want to hit all of these, but I'm just Why not? things are coming to my head. Is there a chance that Taylor Green is a better version of KJ Jefferson? I think that there's a non-zero chance that there is because he's going to be more a more explosive rusher, right? It's just can he be as competent a, a passer as KJ Jefferson? That that'll be the question. That that quarterback room is sneakily pretty good at Arkansas because I think we still like Jacoby Criswell, right? I do. Well, that's going to be the thing. Does he beat out Criswell? I mean, there were some people at this company who thought Criswell was better than Drake May. So no, who said that? There, no. Uh, do you want me to throw him under the bus? I'll do it. I don't care. Who th- who thought Jacoby Austin. Criswell was better? Austin did. Austin said that he thought Jacoby Criswell was going to beat out Drake May for that starting job. I've never forgotten. I Austin is not the thing. one who who usually makes you know takes like that. So that's that's interesting to me. I don't but think he not, didn't say like Drake may suck. He said that he thought Drake Jacoby Criswell would win the job. I don't want to like oversell it as like he like crapped all over Drake may, but I really like uh, Malachi Singleton too. I mean, all of these quarterbacks can run uh, Malachi Singleton will be in his second year next year. Yep. Jacoby Criswell has got to be a senior now mm-hmm. and Taylor green's got to be a third or fourth year player. So Arkansas, I, I kind of like their quarterback room to be honest. And I have Malachi Singleton rostered in some places. So that sucks. Uh, I probably probably will hang on to it. Um, okay. As far as rumors and speculation go, Matt, I got to turn the floor over to you on Kyle McCord. And he, it seems like he's, the the, the news has been is he's moving on yeah. from, you know, courting Nebraska. And you can tell us about that and why, why that might be the case. I don't really know why he's not going to Nebraska. I I, I really don't. I, I know that he in from what I was told, like they had a great conversation with Matt Rule. I said it. What would that have been two shows ago now when he entered the portal? And I came on here and, and gave the news that I had. I said the team to watch out for was Syracuse. Well, it sounds like that's where he's going. He has a connection with their head coach. You know, we'll see. I, I don't know. I know there's a lot of talk that it's because of Dylan Rayola. I don't know that Matt Rule would be saying Dylan Rayola's got the starting job. Maybe he just told Kyle that it's going to be a competition, and Kyle's like, I don't want to be in another competition, so that's why he left. I I really don't know that part. I also kind of get it from the fact that maybe he just doesn't want to be in the Big Ten and go back and play all these things. I really don't know. It seems like he's leaning towards Syracuse, and it makes sense from the fact that he knows the head coach, he knows the offensive coordinator, go there you would it would be the day one starter so maybe that's exactly why he goes why don't you just put two and two together here and say it's because they he says yeah we're gonna bring in dylan royola and it's gonna be a competition i mean that makes sense because i've never been good at math you're you're talking about like he doesn't want to play in the big 10 no he wants to start he's not getting a guarantee that he's gonna start there i'm sure he's not yeah. yeah That doesn't mean they're bringing in Dylan Rayola. It's a high possibility. It sounds like you just did a video talking about the crystal ball flip to. Well, I think that I said it, and God, I wish our Slack didn't just delete stuff. I told everybody back then when he committed to Georgia, he wasn't staying. And I bet that's the thing that we didn't say is that the crystal ball for Dylan Rayola has flipped from Georgia. Yes, it's flipped to Georgia by multiple people. And and the one thing we have talked about openly on this show, so I don't care, I'll say it again, is the fact that Steve Wilfong has done it almost makes it like it's going to happen because that dude, 
does whatever he can to make sure he lo- he's right all the time. So I, I think that he knows something that other people don't and that he is going to Nebraska. But, I, I yeah, I'm not saying that that's not what was talked about. I imagine that's what was told to Kyle McCord. I don't know that Dylan Rayola is ready to start right away. But, yeah, if he was told, hey, we're going to be bringing in Rayola in less than a, a week, a week from today is signing day. We're going to be flipping Rayola. He's coming in. It's going to be a competition. I can see Kyle saying, no, I don't want to do this again. I'm going somewhere else. Okay, a very brief aside, yeah. um, but since we're talking about Nebraska, I need to bring this up. I recognize the uh, gap that we need to kind of fill or bridge that we need to build for college football fans to play fantasy because I went to the Colorado-Nebraska game. I was sitting next to a bunch of Nebraska fans. Billy Kemp made some sort of it was a great catch in that game. And I turned to the, the Nebraska fan to my left. I said, who is that? He said, I don't know. He turned to his girlfriend. And they said, I don't know. They had both, they, they traveled to all the games and they didn't know who a starting wide receiver was. And I think that that is more common than we think amongst college football fans in that they cheer for the name on the front of the Jersey probably have for a very long time and just don't stay up to date with the names on the back of the jersey. NFL football fans tend to know, you know, who the backup quarterback is, who the splits the running back backfield. College football fans don't, which is why you need to support us and what it is that we're doing, because we do. I mean, I was there trying to figure out if I could see Malachi Coleman on the field. He was just running down on kickoff. Um, but I think that that might be par for the course. For, I mean, you can let me know in the comments. In the comments, is it common for college football fans to not know who their starting left tackle is or, you know, who an impact uh, slot wide receiver is? Maybe, like, especially in the beginning of the season. They may know, you know, once we get towards the end of the season. But I that when I was talking to people, that seemed to be when I would ask them. I, I was at breakfast, and I asked somebody about Malachi Coleman. They had no idea who I was talking about. Nothing. Nothing whatsoever. I mean, I'd imagine most, I don't want to call it like casual as in like the, the guys who they root you for Nebraska. They were traveling. They got plane right. tickets. They bought hotel tickets. They, they were at the game and they didn't know who these players were. And they I likely I know, I would say, the star players. I don't know that Malachi know was like a star freshman. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're an Alabama fan like that, you know Bryce Young and you probably knew like Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle back in the day, but you don't know, you know, when. I mean, the dude busted. You don't know when, like, a giant Hall comes in the team. It's like this dude's, like, considered an elite athlete coming into Alabama. They probably don't know who that is. Yeah, but every NFL team, they know they're, you know, they know yeah, they're rookies. That's why I'm only, saying the comparison. They only need to know crazy. 32 players for the most part. Like, That's it's true. not it's not actually even less than that because most of them only care about, like, the top two wide receivers on each team, and they only care about the left tackle because they're protecting their their Patrick Mahomes of the world. It's, it's a little bit less because you also get attached to those guys because – especially the offensive linemen, those guys typically don't leave NFL teams that often and neither do quarterbacks. So like with college football, you're only getting these guys for three. Well, with COVID sometimes eight years, but you're not getting them as long as you are an NFL team. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess. Um, all right, let's get back here to the rumors and speculation. Um, I mean, it feels right to bring up Cam Ward here, Matt. What's the latest on him? Sounds like he's staying in Florida. He's visiting Florida State, and he's got a visit set up to Miami as well. And from what he posted, I think it was uh, on three, posted a quote that he said that it looks like it's going to come down to those two. So I think Florida State would be the more interesting one over Miami. I think it would be a lot of fun to see that they're not going to make the 12-team playoff even if they go undefeated next year anyway, so that part doesn't matter. But I do think he would be a fun fit in that offense. Um that's it. I mean, we kind of, I tried telling you guys two weeks ago, he wasn't going to Ohio state. I don't know why everybody's trying to put him there. We talked about it last week. That's a horrible fit. Nobody is. It is. Yes, it is. No, there's a lot of people who don't know college football are like, Cam Ward should go to Ohio state. You guys don't know Ryan day and you don't know college football. That's all. And you don't know Cam Ward. If you don't, if you think that that'd be a good fit. See, I think Um, that'd be a great fit. We'll see. I mean, I don't think he would fail at Miami, but I think Florida state would be the better spot. I agree would be so Andrew Johnny Davis Wilson Jacobs, has to be Hakeem and Hakeem Williams, Williams yeah right? those would be the main and, two and then who who's the uh 
the tight end transfer from South Carolina. Is he out of eligibility? He's got to be uh, out of eligibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, um, Bell, Jaheim Bell. Jaheim Bell. I, I like Jaheim Bell. I really like Jaheim Bell. I know he's undersized, but I like undersized tight ends who can kind of play running back and fullback and all that kind of stuff. So, um, okay. Uh, it looks like – did we get a commitment of Tyler Van Dyke to Wisconsin? Yeah. yeah I, I like that. I like that too. I mean, he's going to uh, uh, be there with Phil Longo, who's trying to bring in a more modern style offense to Wisconsin. I don't know who he's going to pass the ball to. If CJ Williams is there, um, there is a there's a there's a wide receiver that I had to make you guys add to the database so I could rank him. I can't remember what his name is for but Wisconsin. I, for Wisconsin, yeah, he's a guy who played running back and wide receiver. I'll, I'll, I'll have to look at my rankings here. I don't know who he's going to throw the ball to, but I do like – obviously, we like Phil Longo. Ooh, Wisconsin's got to be a Will destination Pollard? for – No. Who was it? No. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Wisconsin has to be a destination for a running back, right? I mean, after – after um, It's been a great spot for Raheem after, Sanders to go. It, it would have been a great spot for Raheem Sanders. It would have been a great spot for Trip Trainium. Yeah, trip training him at Wisconsin that would have been or or that would have been you know nice. I don't know. Yeah. I, we always want the Wisconsin running back. I think even with Phil Longo there, um, but I can't think of who's who's gonna gonna come in for Braylon Allen. They've only got was it Cade? I don't know his last. Yes, name. Cade Yacomelli. Yacomelli. Okay, he's talking about he he's a running. Cade Yacomelli. He's their running. He's back. a running back. Yeah. Oh, I like Cade Yacomelli. Yeah, that's where I was getting confused. Yeah. So he played so, like wide receiver and stuff at and gotcha. in high school. I like. Yeah, I think Cade he Yacomelli. he's either a freshman or redshirt freshman. And then the other one I know, I think is Nate White. I think are the only two people they have left. I don't, no, no, don't think no. they have. Cade Yacomelli is the guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cade he's 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 their their running back. I would think. I don't know they've added anybody from high school. Um, okay, uh, Relique Brown is going to Arizona State. London Hump- Humphreys a lock to Georgia. Yeah, uh, London Humphreys from from Vanderbilt. He's got to be the number. Oh, he actually is the number one wide receiver. Yeah, he's he's going to be a true sophomore. He's going to be a true sophomore um, there for for Georgia. Matthew Golden looks like he's headed to Texas. Matt, I know that that's one you wanted to hit on. Oh yeah, I think that is a a slam dunk, not just for for Golden, but for Texas as well. I mean, yeah, I think that whole wide. I just recorded the video for this actually right before this show, so that's ready to go live. I mean, Xavier Worthy, Adnan Mitchell, Jordan Whittington are all likely going to the NFL draft after this year. We already know Isaiah Nayor entered the transfer portal. It's DeAndre Moore, Ryan Niblett, and Jonte Cook, and that's it. So, I mean, I think Matthew Golden goes there. He immediately steps in as the wide receiver one. Don't get me wrong. I think Jonte Cook's a better player. But I think Golden comes in as the number one wide receiver in that offense. It's a pretty good duo, too. And if DeAndre Moore, you know, obviously like he's going to finish. Moore. Oh, I love him. I, 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 just, like I loved him as well. The fact that, you know, it sucks he's going to finish as a year 1-0. But, like, those three, regardless mm-hmm. of who the quarterback is, Quinn or Arch, like, that's kind of a fun wide receiver core, especially going into the SEC. So I think that's going to be a really fun team. I think it's a slam dunk for him. DeAndre Moore played at a bunch of high schools, including at Los Alamitos with uh, Makai Lemon at USC and Malachi Nelson at USC. He played both corner and wide receiver, and he's one of these wide receivers who's tough to tackle after the catch. I, I don't want to. So Dion Burks, Dion Burks is on the spectrum who just who just transferred to Oklahoma. DJ Moore is like the highest end of the spectrum. DeAndre Moore has some of that, you know. I play like a running back after I get the ball in my hands type. But but he's a year one zero. He's a year one zero. So actually, I, you, who knows? Well, let's see what happens uh, yeah. here in the we'll playoff. We'll see what happens in the playoff, playoff game, but I, I don't think yeah. he's going to get yeah. a whole lot of playing time. Um, who else do we need to talk about here? Tomorrow, I mean, is Tobias Merriweather confirmed to Washington? Yeah. It's crystal ball, I, see, I think, 100% by multiple people. So I think that's pretty locked in. And that's, that's going to be kind of a wide open wide receiver core as well. You got Jeremy Bernard there. It, I I yeah. think that Jalen McMillan goes back because he was injured this year. You don't think so? Nah, I think Ooh. he's gone. I if, think he's if he gone. is gone, he's going to fall in the draft because he was injured this year. That's going to be a value pick right there. Maybe I think he'll test well at the combine and everything. He had such a great year last year, and I mean, where I think why I think he'll go is he was one of the main guys though in that game against Oregon, where all eyes were on him. They're talking about all the scouts that were at that game Friday night. I think he's going. Let's let's be honest. In my opinion, the best 
bowl game altogether is going to be Texas versus Washington because it's strength versus strength. Like Texas's defense <laughs> yeah. is really good against the run. They suck against the pass. So Roma Dunsay and Jalen Millen are probably going to be cooking. And and Michael and Penix. Michael Penick Jr. Paid, played them last year in the bowl yeah. game, and yeah. they went like bobs away like the first six plays. Let's yeah. just throw, yeah. just throw yeah. them Yeah, we, we did a whole thing on that, unfortunately. We did. The, the, we did. The, the YouTube video. We did a whole video down. on Michael Penix Jr. in yeah. his game. Well, some of the clips were his game from Texas, yeah. and it got like copyrighted taken down. Yeah. Um, so I think if he balls out in that game, though, he go. He, I still think he's going to be a day two pick. Like he, so I think that he goes. If he goes, you're looking at what? I mean, I guess Jalen Polk might stay. He's only a sophomore. We got Jeremy Bernard. I mean, he got to be a redshirt really sophomore. Jalen Polk. I got to think Jalen Polk's a redshirt sophomore. Probably, probably. Yeah. And I mean, like we love Tayshawn Lines. We haven't seen anything from the guy. No, so I'm like, I think if, if if Tobias Merriweather transfers over there, he's probably the three in that offense. And that's kind of an offense you want to be the number three in. I need to give a shout out to Colin because in 2020, Jalen McMillan and Roma Dunes, they had like 10 catches and he was talking about how great they were. And I'm like, how the heck do you, how do you, heck do, they, do you know that they're great? They played four games in the pandemic season, have done absolutely nothing. And sure enough. Yeah, here we are. He, he, he was right. He was right. He was right. Um, okay. I think that that's, uh, you know, we got a good, Daquan Finn is in the uh, in the transfer portal. I know Baylor. Um, I've seen is Baylor. Yeah, which I think is actually kind of interesting. I might have to go to a Baylor game just to watch him play in person. I mean, I don't love the, the is is your guy still not there running the offense? Well, let's again the context. People don't know these players. So Daquan Finn was a quarterback at Toledo. He's a a dual threat. If you want to watch his game last year against Ohio State, Toledo was kind of in that game for a little yeah. while, and it was because of Daquan Finn like making plays, running away from. You know all all of the the Ohio State defenders. Um, good player, good and exciting player. Toledo has a good track record as far as G five teams go for putting players in the NFL. I'm not saying DeQuan Finn is an NFL player, but he is a good and he's a fun player. I don't know who Baylor's offensive coordinator was. I know it was Jeff Grimes, and I was a big fan of Jeff Grimes, given that he was Zach Wilson's offensive coordinator last year there at Z, at BYU, and he runs the wide zone play action scheme. Jaquan Finn would have been perfect for that. I have no idea what kind of offense they're going to run now. Oh, Jake Spavadol. Uh, I forgot about Jake Spavadol. That's that's their offensive coordinator. Yeah. Okay. And they finished seventieth uh, this year in offense. So that's not. Good. And they fired. They, they fired my boy. They fired my boy. Uh, uh, Jeff Grimes. There is one more player that I think we need to talk about because I think it's a massive indication, despite depending on where he goes, because he's kind right. of been talked about. It's Trevor Etienne, who you know, oh, since yeah. we're giving Colin shout outs, might as well give him another one. We all made fun of Trevor Etienne ain't done a whole lot yet. No, but he's been better than most of us thought he was going to be. And Colin kind of talked him up in our freshman guide, said that we should have him ranked a little bit higher. Uh, he is right now. All the rumors are Ohio state or Georgia. If he goes to Georgia like that kind of has to kill the mm -hmm. love of Roger Robinson and Branson Robinson. So, and, and Andrew Paul. Yeah. I mean, that's so, cool. and it seems like that's where the lean is as well. Is that I, I haven't heard much about him going to Ohio State, but there have been some rumors there. And if he goes to Ohio State, I don't think that I think that means Henderson's going to leave then. I don't know why he'd want to come back and split the backfield with, with uh, UTM. Maybe he does, but I, I think it's going to be interesting despite where he, goes. he would, I think, also be a good fit for, for Wisconsin. He's probably the best. Okay. I, back I can't hate on. So Trevor Etienne had he split the backfield with Montel Trail Johnson this year. He still had 700 yards rushing and 21 receptions, 172 yards receiving. I I'm sorry, I take back what I said. I mean that's an excellent season for somebody who is um, splitting carries. So okay, um, all right. Let's look forward here to Bowl Week One, which I I want to give some people reasons to watch some of these games. I mean, it's week one, so you might be like, uh, these are sleepers. But again, like this this stuff matters to, to us because some of these players carried us through uh, this season. So the, the New Mexico Bowl, New Mexico is taking on, I don't even have who they're playing here. Um, but you got to watch because Jerry Kill. Uh, Fresno Jerry State. Kill. In the New Mexico Bowl, they're playing Fresno yeah. State? Did New I Mexico just State versus Fresno State. I put my my uh, my notes in the wrong place. But Diego Pavia, who is the quarterback for New Mexico New Mexico State, he was the conference. Is it Conference USA? He was their conference tr true freshman. I think true freshman finished number ten in 
in uh, college fantasy scoring, right behind Drake May with over 28 points a game. He is a true dual threat. He had over 800 yards rushing and over like 2,600 yards passing. So watch for Diego Pavia. Like this is a player next year who could be entering the transfer portal, and we're like, oh, who is Diego Pavia? That's who it is. Uh, that just like just like Daquan Finn is this year, that could be D- Diego Pavia next year. Um, and if, I mean Fresno State, J- I, I know Jeff Tebert kind of like took uh, t- took leave from the team or something like that because of health yeah. issues. But Jeff T- Jeff Tebert's like quarterback history goes back to Joey Harrington and Achilles Smith and guys like that. He spent two different stints as the head coach of Fresno State. And what about Jalen Moss? Jalen Moss is that that's is that the freshman? Jalen Moss? Jalen Moss think so. That was your boy. Who was your boy? J- it's Jalen Moss, the true freshman who had success for the, with them after Eric Brooks. Oh come on. Matthew, Jaylen you did a Moss whole my boy? Yes, you did a whole segment on Jalen Moss. I don't okay. remember this, but you absolutely did. There's a freshman wide receiver there. Fresno State is always fun. Um the Mountain West is always fun. Uh, I would watch for Malik Sherrod and Elijah Gilliam out of the backfield there, the running backs there for Fresno State. Uh, Elijah Gilliam, who I think was a walk-on who did not have a scholarship the first couple of games of the season, and he was kind of being an engine for the offense despite not having a scholarship while Malik Sherrod was injured. So I like that Elijah Gill, And he's got ideal size, like 220 pounds, 5'10". Uh, I like guys built that way. Like sophomore, second year player coming. He went to uh, Bishop Gorman, though. I think he played with uh, Zachariah Branch at Bishop Gorman. So that's that's Elijah Gilliam for Fresno State. The Myrtle Beach Bowl, so Georgia Southern versus Ohio. Ohio was a team that we were expecting a lot of things from offensively. Now, four of those people that we were expecting a lot of things from are are uh, in the transfer portal. But again, you watch. So we can see, like, players can pop in these bowl games, and that gives us an indication for next season. You should think about the bowl game as, like, the first practice of the subsequent spring. No Curtis Rourke, the quarterback there, who had some NFL buzz coming into this season. No Saban Gora, the running back there, who people thought would finish as a V running back one. No Oshan Allison. No Miles Cross. Um, I am going to be watching this game for Quintel Quinn, it looks like he might be the next man up at the running back position. 6'1", 217 pounds. There's a lot of people gone in that backfield. You got a top two running backs uh, gone. And so it looks like, I think he only has nine carries on the season. 6'1", 217 pounds, true sophomore. And we know that running backs in the MAC can pop. Jalen Buckley at Western Michigan. Redshirt freshman popped this year as the starter. Quintel Quinn looks like he could be getting, um, you know, some starting reps or try to get the volume uh, in this game. So I'm going to be watching for that. Bream Hunt, Bryant Kobach, Jalen Buckley, Levant. I was a big Levante Bellamy fan coming out of Western Michigan, all coming from the MAC. Under with Georgia Southern, I mean, this is Clay Helton's old UCLA team, that offense that he runs, wide open uh, uh, system there. And so if you, you end up targeting some of the players in Clay's Helton's system, especially at the G5 level. So I am going to be watching that game to see. Georgia Southern, Southern only has like three players in the transfer portal. So it's all the the uh, the main guys there this year who are who are still going to be playing in the bowl game. So uh, heavily leaning towards Georgia Southern. I bet you that they would be favored by like at least, I don't know, eight plus. And I'd probably three take and a half. Uh, Georgia. What? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Favorite by three and a half. Uh, give me, yeah, Georgia Southern's going to cover that. <laughs> Georgia Southern's going to cover that. Yeah, I don't really okay. have one that I love. I mean, like UCLA, Boise State looks like a fun matchup on paper until you realize, like, it, like who's going to even be playing. Like, there's rumors that Carson Steele won't be playing for UCLA. We already know Dante Moore is in the portal, so I guess Chase Garbers is starting. Like it's, I assume Taylor Green's not starting for Boise State since he entered the portal and is joining Arkansas. So is it going to be, you know, this freshman CJ Taylor going to be starting? He's a guy that that we liked. I don't know who starts for for them. So that's something I'll be paying attention to. I mean, 
Cal, Texas Tech could be a fun game. I, I really want to see if, if I think if Baron Morton can go out there and have a good game, he could try and possibly sew up that quarterback job. But I think that's kind of wide open. We'll have, um, what is his name? Is it for Fernando Mendoza for Cal, who's had up and down moments this season? He'll be playing. I mean, I guess the main game I'm looking at is, is Thursday night. I'm about to become. Yeah, but we'll be back here. I mean, we'll be back. Oh, yeah. Before, I just, you know, we're not going to talk about Syracuse yeah. versus USF. And that's the, uh, you know, I'm now becoming a big Syracuse fan. Let's go, Kyle McCord. Fighting Kyle McCords. So in, in the Boise, Boise State game, there is yeah. a local legend, Austin Bolt. I think he's from from Boise. And he had dealt with it like he was a multi sport athlete, like track, basketball, football, baseball, all of that. He had been injured earlier in the season. And then his name popped up. Like I looked at a box score and he had caught a long touchdown. He is now starting for Boise State at wide receiver. So again, it looks like he's healthy. Uh got healthy at the end of the at the end of this season. I would be watching for Austin Bolt uh in that Boise State UCLA game. And then TJ Hart, even if even if Carson Strong doesn't play. Carson Steele. Carson Strong. Carson Steele doesn't play. Speaking of the Mountain West. Um uh TJ Harden's still there. Yeah. TJ Harden is a yeah, damn man, good he, player yeah. in his own right. Ashton Janty from Boise State will be a stud. He's not leaving. He decided he's staying. He'll be a stud. I mean, there's players to watch. It's just, you know, it'd have been it have been nice if, like, Taylor and Green State, I think it'd have been a, a much better game. Because I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. It's C.J. Tiller. Was it Colt Fulton? And I know there's another freshman, but I can't remember his name. Are those the quarterbacks? I have no idea. Yeah, C.J. Tiller was a, a true freshman. We had, um, I think, Brandon interviewed him. He was a guy that a lot of people liked on the recruiting team. I know he's still there. Colton Fuller, I think, is a sophomore. And I know there's another quarterback, and I can't for the life of me remember what his name is, but I think he's a freshman as well. So I, whoever starts is, I don't think, taking a snap for Boise State. So it's just going to be interesting to see going up against that UCLA team what it's going to look like. Are they, to me, it's probably the best bowl game of that first week besides, like I agree with you, uh, Georgia Southern versus Miami should be a fun game. Or sorry, Ohio versus Ohio. Yeah, it's going to be a relaxing weekend, a fun weekend, and uh, we might do a show on Saturday before uh, before the games. Maybe we'll see. We'll definitely be here next week, but um, and we'll be uh, reacting to any transfer portal news. The funny thing is, is between me and Matthew, Matthew has the the players that he's like, no, I'm taking this, one. and I have the ones like, no, I'm taking this. One. So stay. When you see those videos, go ahead and like them. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the channel. Help us get to that 3,000 number before December 31st. We got, we got you know, 19 days before the ball drops. So help us get there. All right. Uh, all right. That's going to be our show for tonight. Apologies to Kirk Herbstreit. We ran out of time. I'm sorry. What are you going to do? We'll get them rescheduled soon. For Matt Bruning, I'm Felix Sharp. Good night. And good luck.